Hey. Y'all know what time it is when you hear that. It's, it's doggy time. Hey. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> That's okay, you is, know. Is it going to start? Uh, uh, yeah, it's starting. This is it. This oh. is me. Should, should I start? You see, just talk right over. Teach me All right. Good. Hey, y'all. Welcome hey. to Cross Politics. This is Advent Edition. Okay. Hey. It's Christmas time. So I should be playing Christmas music? Hey, it's okay. But Nobody we also... told me I was supposed to play Christmas music. <laughs> We're gonna, Dougie's going to teach us how to Dougie. Oh, okay. Okay. I know how much you love You really do love that, don't you? I know. That's for you. That, that last part is actually Ivy Con- Connerly, yeah, right? Yeah. That's Ivy. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, my gracious. Well, Pastor Toby, Chalk Knox, the water boy, and of course, Pastor Doug Wilson, No Quarter November. We're wrapping up No Quarter November a, into Advent. Did you get a No Quarter November thing for your screens? I didn't. We should just have like a was... bucket of fire just... On the center yeah, table the whole time for no quarter November. Oh my so you, god! You could get a dur log or something. Yeah, yeah, right. just burn it the whole time. I mean, this is a this is a this hard a, table. We just wouldn't be able to touch I the don't table. I know if the ceiling is going to take it. Though. No, but anyways, anyway. Toby Tenacore. Oh, oh yeah, this show is Let's brought to you it. by Tenacore. <laughs> Tenacore is an American design, development, and manufacturing company focused on creating concealment products built for every day. Mm. Tenacore designs uncompromising products that work. Their designs, like the Velo Appendix Carry Holster, I carry that one. Are purpose built to keep your gun hidden. It does. And optimize performance. Like it silk. Does. Like silk. It is. If you believe in protecting the people you care about and practical everyday carry, then Tenacore products are built for you. And the people you don't care about, you're still responsible <laughs> you're for. You're it for a different reason. You though, still have you know? to. <laughs> Tenacore supports reliable guns trusted by professionals, including Glock, Sig Arms, Smith and Wesson, and uh, you can use the the code cross politic. Yeah. Oh, you give them those nice stickers too when you do that for ten percent oh, off. Nice and, stickers and yeah, and the patch. The patch. That patch. patch. You, you can get a sticker. You can only get on that stuff. patch from Tenacore. That's it. You can't get it anywhere else. So if you go there, hey, we have a live studio audience too as well, yeah. and they're being really quiet. They're being right very now. quiet. Yeah. Um, so that's Tenacore. That's Tenacore.com. Tenacore tenacore right I am not wearing my Tenacore right now because they don't make it for my 45. But when Uh-oh. I carry my 9 Glock, I, I, I make you sure. You wear the Tenacore yeah, for that yeah. one. Hey, okay. and for Christmas, for December, for the month of December, for anybody who signs up to for a club membership and puts in the co- code, look at that, look at that, Merry Christmas. You got to spell it. <laughs> You got to spell just like that, okay? No capitalization, all smushed together. You had to put it on a screen. You get your first month free. Your first month free. But here, well, I'm going to help David out. Cause... I'm going to help David out and dress it up a little bit. How about that? You're all right. But you go to fightlabfeast.com, go and join the club, and you put in the coupon code. you want code. to. No, if you, you want have to. to because that's... it's a free month. You get one free month. Okay, that's what for it free. Is. For free. Yeah, you get one okay. free month. If you cancel after that, that's all right, but we mm. want you to stay. That's right. And, and you get a free pint even if you don't stay you're gonna we're gonna send right, out gonna a laser and you. Great we're just gonna bless so you it's christmas why, why would somebody not sign up for a free month and a free pint exactly mm. that's what i'm saying uh, so we should this should be our highest month of the whole year is what we're saying okay? what's wrong with those people <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong wow you've like been here before wow <laughs> he's ready so he's ready. the coupon code is merry christmas no capital yeah, all lowercase don't case. capitalize it like on that it's all smushed together yeah, thanks for putting work in the graphic so, i appreciate that so there we go does that make you feel better it does yep how do you feel about the christmas tree behind you <sighs> Do you want to go to war? Because we could go to war. I'm for real. I'm for real. I don't like it. I digress. I love it. These stingers are great. There's this movie called Saving Christmas. Yes. And there's a guy in it that looks a lot like you. Yeah, but he ain't me. He tries. (laughs) Okay. 
<laughs> All right. Second cousin. All right. So with us today, we are so grateful to have Pastor Doug Wilson. He's the pastor of Christ Church, Moscow, Idaho. He's our pastor. My pastor. We're, We're going to so... give him a Caesar here by the time. <laughs> no, like, he's been, he's what been... makes you think I haven't already had a couple? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he, uh, he has uh, three kids. They're married and a Hassle of grandkids. 17. All yes. right. 17. Praise and, God. Uh, he's been writing a few books. They all baptized, too, just so you Not know. Not the books, the grandkids. Yeah, the kids. <laughs> the books are sanctified. The, the books are baptized, too. They're tools for the kingdom. Okay. <laughs> and uh, what, what, what's your most recent book? It's coming out in a few days, Plotactivity. Plotactivity. <sighs> Plotactivity. Oh, I didn't I, know about this. I, what's that about? I see what you did it's there. It's about, <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to buy it and, and find out. I don't get no teasers, nothing. Well, it's about personal productivity, a theology of tools, a theology of dominion, a theology of working yep. product- productively. So is this like the, uh, the the left hand of wordsmithy? So got wordsmithy on the right hand and, and productivity? Yeah, sort of more in the background. Like um, someone could apply um, productivity, productivity if they're not a writer. They could be yeah. a musician or whatever uh, realm they're it's in. More, it's more general. Yeah, I feel like Wordsmithy itself was like just encouraging if you, even if you're not a writer as well. Right. But yeah, I love Wordsmithy. I'm not a writer. And it's focused. Um, yeah. There are aspects of this that would apply directly to writers. Yes. That's, okay. that's great. I was, oh, ta- wow. I was talking to my wife yesterday, literally yesterday, and and because uh, I saw the email come out for Productivity um, through Canon Press. Everybody knows about this but me. Yeah, it came out through Canon Press. And I was like, Sign up for Canon Press. I, I, every time I see a new book from Doug, I get mad because he can write faster than I can read. And there's something wrong with that. No, no, there's nothing wrong with that. That's good. So productivity. Right. We'll actually send an email right. out and a link and all that. to. Yeah, actually, and and you're also the host of the podcast. You have your, yes, own, yeah. your own personal podcast called right. the podcast. There's, yeah. a, there's a theme here running. Yes. Plod. Yeah. One of the things I mentioned in Word, Wordsmithy is... Uh, I believe in productivity through plotting. Mm. Just do the next thing. And what, yeah, what does that mean? Well, it it means that um, that if you are too proud, if you say I want to write the great American novel, and I'm only going to do it when I have six months free and clear, right. and a and a clean desk, yeah, right. and everybody leaving me alone, then you're never going to get. You're, you're never going to do the novel. You're yeah, never yeah. going to get to it. Mm-hmm. And so what you have to do is learn how to chip away in five ten minute increments. Right. Read. Um, Read a book by reading a couple of pages of it a That's day. That's been so helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Just write a, uh, write a book by writing 100 words a day. Mm-hmm. Just chip away at it. It but, takes 10 minutes. But that takes personal discipline. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you just blew my mind, Toby. <laughs> you have a book on that? <laughs> well, productivity. Oh, there you go. There you Actually, go. I was going to say Future Man, but right. that was another one. All right. So are you done with the intro? Because I got no, some questions already. No, to, I, I, I want to get into last this. Last thing, of okay. course, is we just finished November. Yes. And no quarter November. Why are you so mean in November? <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> is it Thanksgiving? Everybody, <laughs> everybody tells me that we ought to... I, I ought to get real. So every November, you get real. You get, you real. get real. You keep it real. <laughs> okay. So, right. so most it's people, all about it's all about our feelings, right? And this is how I feel. In <laughs> and then everybody's like, "Nah, nah, you can put that away. Stop it. You can stop." It. So, so for people who don't know, explain no quarter November for yeah, people. Right. All right. So um, I blog year round, and what I generally do, just I'll take an abstraction uh, or a, a this is a general practice is I'll say outrageous things in the course of the blog post that people get wound tight about, get upset about. Mm -hmm. But I usually 
put a embed a bunch of qualifications <laughs> that nobody reads. <laughs> or the, <laughs> it's true. Usually the second paragraph. Now, when I say this, I'm not saying that all women are stupid. Or when I'm saying this, I'm I'm not saying you know I'm not saying this 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 all men this, are lazy. This, yeah, all right. men are lazy. I'm not saying that. Yeah. And I have all these qualifications, which everybody just breezes right by like they're not there. Right. Yeah. Right. And so uh, a couple of years ago, I think Nate was the one who had the idea of just doing a stretch where there's no qualifications. You just don't do that. You just say it right. and let and let it explode and let the chips fall where they where they may. So I try to write a designated posts through November where I don't qualify anything. Mm-hmm. And I so I just say what I think and don't try to anticipate how someone might misunderstand it or misrepresent it. Mm-hmm. I just say it. Right. Yeah. Right. So have you decided at some point to say, since people read me like this anyway, let's just make North Quarter November permanent. Permanent. Well, um, no, I haven't. I, I like the I like the um, tactical move of saying, look, didn't you read my second paragraph? I right, think I, right. I, I think that that's it's a chess uh, move. Actually, I, I think it's important to be able to do that most of the time. You're but, always saying that, though. But it's almost uh, like you can hold up a sign. <laughs> read my second paragraph. Make a read T-shirt. Make a T-shirt. <laughs> read the second. <laughs> read the second paragraph. <laughs> Coffee mug. Hey, so this spin it into merch. You know? <laughs> yeah. Read this. So this month, uh, how did it go? And what were some of the highlights of No Quarter November 2019? So the uh, it went great. So um, the traffic, the blog has been robust uh we started this is the second year the first year um we haven't finished the the month out i don't have the data for the whole month right. but um uh last year canon press gave away like sixty thousand um books, books. Uh, no e- ePub, e-pub books, e-pub books yeah, yeah. and stuff so with each one of the posts i they, there's a giveaway deal uh-huh. uh where that's a, a kindle book or whatever free for free and audio book for half price or something like that yeah, yeah. so uh or the regular book for half price and and giveaway deals and half price deals so i don't have the data for this uh this year yet on that but it was really sixty thousand. Sixty thousand last year wow and, um and so a lot of people were tracking with it the traffic on my blog has been robust the other thing has been this year dur- during i think it was november um man rampant which is a mm. interview show that, oh, yeah. that we did on Amazon uh, Prime. dropped yeah. uh, dropped on Amazon Prime and that has been watched uh a ton really yeah oh it's fantastic yeah. that's really yeah, so great. that's the traffic is really good there so man ramp what's man rampant now man rampant is a interview show where i sit in a chair and another guy sits in the chair and i just interview him for an hour so we interviewed um the first season 1 we interviewed Aaron Wren we interviewed Ben Merkel. We interviewed Chris Wiley. Um, interviewed Joe, Joe Rig- Rigney. Joe Rigney. Yeah. Um, and so Gary Demar. Uh, Gary Demar. Gary Demar. Yeah. Uncle Gary. Yeah. Yep. Uncle Gary. Yeah. So, and and it's basically uh, discussion or or um, conversation around various aspects of masculinity, and it's available on Amazon Prime. Okay. All right, so so women can't watch. He's just plodding. <laughs> women can't watch it. Not, not made for women. No. Read the second <laughs> paragraph. Oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> we're doing it live. <laughs> so um, I want to talk. Okay, we're on the end of the segment here in a second. But before we do, I want to talk to you about kind of some of the fallout. Um, and mm. when you write, what's really interesting to me about No Quarter November is that you have specific targets that you're going after. You've already plotted right. out. Are you deciding to make those at the beginning of the year? Say, I'm going to save this for November, or are you saying? No, this this year I I didn't have the full November list going into November, so I uh, had basically off the hip. 
Well, yeah, it was, it basically, outrages happen on a weekly basis. You never, <laughs> you never have to you wait very long. You just have to. Sit no lack of material. There's no yeah. lack of material ever. Yeah, last year, I kind of felt like you were you were plotting on this one. Like you really were like ready to set set aside some certain topics to be able to hit. Is that I, list I not changed? I didn't save. I didn't save topics up for November. Okay, but when I went into November last year, I did have more of a map for a larger portion of the month than I did this year. So this year has been week by week. So I've had two to three posts a week during November this year. And and who, what were the, so far the topics that you hit, what were those? Oh, I, I did a post on the lost virtue of sexism, for example. Um, <laughs> My wife loved that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Uh, and there's no, uh, so you have a blog post, the lost virtue of sexism and no second paragraph. Right. Yeah. You know, just, this is a good thing. Sexism is a good thing. Yeah. Um, and because everybody says the Bible's a sexist book. Well, according to the, the, our culture's definition of sexism, that's exactly right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, so if the Bible's a sexist book, then sexism must be a virtue. Must be good. Mm-hmm. Must must be a good thing. Um, and so, uh, the, and that was the lost virtue of sexism was the most read um, mm-hmm. piece for, uh, for this year for, so for far the, for this year. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That got the most interest. That got everybody's uh, attention. Um, so um, I, I have done a blog. That that was one. Another was on. Um, so many bowls of tapioca pudding at room temperature, which is talking about the the lack of spine in evangelical. Um, that didn't get that circles. didn't get a lot of views though, did it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that, tapioca that, pudding. Yeah. All right, we're gonna finish that up. We're gonna take a break real quick. More cross politics with Pastor Doug Wilson. No quarter November. Uh, teach me how to Dougie. Classical Conversations supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. We provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum, local, like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com. Classical. Christian. Get connected. Get community. I'm gonna play this. Out. I only get to play it like once a year. This is our next quarter of November song. Welcome back to Cross Politic, and with us in the studio is Pastor Doug Wilson. Thank you for joining us again. You're welcome. I, I you came back again. I came back again. Yeah, which did. is a sign of either my uh, <laughs> stupidity. <laughs> Oh, I need a lot of It's post millennial. It's the post millennial hope. Usually, when you come on the show, I feel like this is a personal counseling session for myself. And so I'm usually really happy about this. So, hey, just a reminder to the audience we're going to be in Atlanta, Georgia in January for G3. G3 so, check January out, 16th through the 18th. Okay. Yep. Check out G3. We'll be doing a live show and then some other things. G3.com. Yeah, G3.com. Okay, so we're going to be conference. Oh, G3conference.com. Yeah. Um, is that our East Coast tour, too? Are we going to uh, add that on there? We, we got some. Oh, I can't talk we about can't that. Talk. I can't talk about the tour we're going to do. Secret. Yeah. But we're going to be in Atlanta. Come see us. Okay. Come meet us. We'd love to meet you. Message. Um, and maybe there'll be some more. We'll talk about it soon. <laughs> we might be on the tour. Okay. <laughs> really? Just like us? Huh? I said we that. might. Okay. I didn't say we was. Okay. That's right. The right. tour is going to be the other two chasing Chuck Knox. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a tour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun. Uh, so... Um, Pastor Doug, why um, 
why you have a particular gift with words, a part- and and I know it's a particular hobby, interest, and so forth. But um, you also are leading by example, and there's something you're doing here uh, that other pastors need to imitate. What is that? Yes. So um, uh, Chris Wiley uh, made a comment on Facebook about this year's No Quarter November, which I thought was a very astute comment from. He's a, he's a friend and he's been here several times. And yeah. So he's so he knows something about it. He was and he's a pastor and he's a pastor and he was there when we filmed the uh, the fire the the fire for the trailer. Oh, for, was he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we get that trailer somehow hooked up to the show? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I'll, do that. That's I'll do that. I'll do that. Okay. So um he so he was there, but he he a uh, few weeks after November was started, he said, you know, it's just me, but I think that uh, no quarter November is about moving the Overton window. Which I thought was brilliant. Mm. Explain that. Uh, yeah. Okay, the Overton window is uh, picture in any public discussion. There's a real, there's a range of acceptable responses, mm-hmm. uh, right? You could mm. so in the 1950s you could be kind of a quasi liberal Republican or a liberal Democrat, right? And that was the range of acceptable discourse, right? Okay, the Overton window has been moving steadily left. The Overton window means that if you say something outside that window, you're canceled. You're banished. Yeah. You're, right. you're you're heretical or whatever. Women correct. Church women, discipline. Women, women shouldn't yeah. be in combat. Women shouldn't be. Uh, yeah, that's outside. Yeah. So if you're if you're a regular talking head, right. even on a conservative, right. let's say, scare quote conservative network like Fox News or something, and you say something like "women shouldn't be in combat," we, you guys shouldn't be yeah. uh, toasting our brave men and women in uniform that the way you do. And, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I, and he says something uh, like that. Then that's it for his speaking gigs. On <laughs> he's yeah. done. He's, yeah. he's done. Yeah. Or if somebody says if if someone reports you to HR, if you work for if you work for Hewlett Packard or Google or AT and T, and someone reports you to to HR because you said that um, transsexuals aren't women. Right. Right. I'm sorry. They're just not women. Uh, you're going to be canceled. The, you, what you said was outside the Overton window. Right. Right. Okay. Outside of acceptable public discourse. Right. And acceptable public discourse has been moving steadily left my entire life. Yeah. And the last 10 years, within the last 10 years, it's accelerated. It's, yeah. it's um, yeah. really picked up speed. Why? Why is that the case? Is that because pastors have not been doing no quarter in November? I I think so. It's because people cooperate with being banished or canceled or mm. whatever. Um, the 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 arbiters or the keepers of the gates within evangelical circles will go along with a banishment. So yeah. if if someone yeah. if someone um, is exiled, the, well, that was a little bit over the line, or that sounded a little vindictive, or that sounded a little mean. And so what Chris Wiley was saying is basically no quarter of November is about pushing the boundary of acceptable discourse. Look, everybody, look at what I said, and I'm still here. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at what I said, and I still have an audience. Look at what I said, and, yeah. and I'm, not, I'm, I'm not getting canceled. Yeah. There, there are people who have tried to cancel what yeah. we've done. And you did and, get cooked out of the reformed pub. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> what a praise. How, how do you feel about that? <laughs> it, hurts, Who? it hurts my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so uh, yeah, I wasn't kicked out of the reformed pub, 
anybody is kicked out of the reform pub yeah, who, who mentions, mentions my name. Yeah. <laughs> right. if, some, if somebody mentions my name, then out they go. You all saw the, the, the meme. I don't know if you saw this or There's not. There's so many the, memes the, going the, around the, about the this. The one I love, though, is the one uh, where you're in Europe riding the little motor scooter. <laughs> and some, I don't know what it said, but it's, you know, watch out. You know, here comes... The, the you know mean the fourth horse or the horseman of the apocalypse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is what the reform pub. Yeah. This is what the reform pub thinks of when they think of the fourth person on, 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 on a scooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's great. So ba- basically, what I'm uh, and I think that that was an astute comment by Chris Wiley yeah. because what we're trying to what I'm trying to do is say to pastors and leaders, look, you can be politically incorrect. You can say things that everybody yells at you for saying, and the sky doesn't fall. It only falls if we co- start to cooperate with them in policing our own ranks. Mm-hmm. So that's scary because I, the fact that you have to tell a pastor that would make me think that I, I would hope that a pastor would know that, though, right? They right. would know that, that, that the, 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 that's not going to happen to them. And then they should be ready to engage that, even if it does, because they're willing to stand up for truth because that's what they, they're. They're protectors at the gates, you, right? You'd think. So you'd then think. the other side of that is that either they they don't know that it's safe or they've already been compromised. Or, and I think, the, let me give you the most charitable read that I can on this. I'm not that charitable. <laughs> <laughs> but, That's why your pastor's here. I, I've been in the Southern Baptist Convention. I don't trust none of them. <laughs> so here's the charitable read on it. There are a bunch of good guys who are not well read. There's a, there's a, uh, in across the waterfront, yeah. in, in all the different areas, economics, banking, military, uh, politics, matters, education, yeah. foreign policy, education. They their education was narrow, and and so consequently, if something comes up and someone says, "Here, go over and fight fight a battle over the uh, what the federal um, Federal Reserve just did to interest rates," right? They're going to say. Right. I, if I go over and engage over there, I'm going to get my clock cleaned. I'm not competent to fight over there. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. I, need, I need to read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are a bunch of good guys whose all their instincts are where we think they ought to be. Right. Now, there's something wrong with that, but I'm not quite sure what it is. But I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not equipped. Nobody trained me for this. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like you, you, going to seminary, uh, modern seminary education equips pastors to lead um lead churches in a generically christianized america Ooh. where everybody is yep. largely behaving themselves right? Right. Right. and then all you have to do is teach these real christians how to go to heaven and be even holier than the general population is right. so basically it's you're prepared for ministry in eisenhower's america right wow. but you're not yep. pre- you're not prepared for ministry when they're surgically altering boys into girls, and right. they're and they're killing millions of children um, in, right. in, right. this, in the place that ought to be the safest place on, on earth. Right. Is the most dangerous place on earth. Everything's everything's demented. Everything's got, come wow. apart. And see, this is that's, that's so true because I don't know if you've seen this yet, but J.D. Greer, president of the Southern Baptist Convention, just got done making a comment that it's okay to use pronoun hospitality. Yeah, he calls it pronoun hospitality, where he would use the pronoun that they want to be called by. Right. In order to try. And so you're right. He, he doesn't know how to. He might be a person who's on our team in this. But when you start talking like that, I get real nervous. I think a pastor oh, would. That's absolutely. a creation. Genesis what you're doing is you're saying uh, an essential ingredient in hospitality is lying. 
Yeah, oh, exactly. Right. So um, I have to tell lies to this person in order yep. to be hospitable to them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, no, no right. Uh, that's n- that's not one of the assigned uh, tactics yep. that we are given. We're, we're supposed to open our homes, open our tables, sit down, right. you know, have people in our homes and talk to them. We honestly. don't we don't be ho- we don't be hospitable to the adulterer. We don't be hospitable to the murderer. We don't be hospitable well, to any not, of these not by lying. Not, to yeah, them. exactly. Lying to right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, and yeah. that's a misunderstanding of hospitality and truth at the same right. time, yeah. right? Is a, it, dis- a dishonest man cannot be hospitable. Right, it's not truly being hus- hospitable. Yeah. Right. Is isn't it true though? I mean, so the the role of a pastor, I mean, isn't it our job to be um, working the Overton window? Yes, I mean, it, it seems like that's not huh. just that's just an that's not an option. It's not like something that some some pastors do. Right, all pastors are are charged with the task of creating a true biblical Overton window. Right, like, correct, yeah. absolutely correct. So when the when the first uh, when the early church was spreading through the ancient Roman Empire. Basically, if you believed in one God like the Christians did, you didn't believe in the gods. And if you didn't believe in the gods, you were an atheist. According to them. According to them. Right. And so one of the things the Christians had to do was move the Overton window. Right. Uh, they weren't atheists like Lucretius or they, they weren't like that. Um, and they moved the realm of discourse. took a few centuries, but they, remo- they moved the right. realm of discourse where the Christian faith was first acceptable Mm-hmm. Right, right, and then became the the center. Right, yeah, it, it, but it seems like that's. I mean, even going back to Eisenhower's America. I mean, we, we're we're failing on the job in the fifties if we're not if pastors don't already recognize that it's their job to create an Overton window of discourse for society. Right, because back in the, the day, those things don't stay put. Right, if if you just say, man, things are pretty decent, and uh, there's crime is low, and and I've got a good job, and my kids are well-fed. Everything seems to be going all right. Well, life is on a co- conveyor belt. Right. And if you don't, if you're not going, well, a better example would be you're swimming in a river. Yeah. Right? You're, yeah. If, you're, if you're not swimming upstream, you're floating downstream. Exactly. And if you just said, okay, this is good. I can just check out. Right. And just assume that it's going to stay this way. Well, it didn't stay this way. Right. And now um, – uh, the 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 inmates are running the asylum. So, if um, if you had to say this is where I want things to end up after no quarter November, what is your how what is your goal? Um, my my goal is for people to realize that it is acceptable for ministers and other Christian leaders to talk this way. Yeah. Not only is it acceptable, but it is mandatory. Mm. Yeah. Um, we we need to recover our uh, voice. A prophetic and, voice, and this voice really is just the voice of the Bible. I mean, that, right. I mean that's that's what we're talking about. It's not just like um, <laughs> sometimes our mics work. Yeah. Um, it's, just starting fires it, for Gabe to put out. Yeah, right. right yeah, it's it's not just that Doug is going off. Right, right. The the goal in all of this, and we've talked about this with you before on the show, but um, get his book, um, the Serrated Edge. Um, mm-hmm. But the goal is to talk like the Bible talks, talk the way Jesus talks, Paul, Ezekiel, Isaiah. I mean, these are these are God's people. Mm-hmm. We have God's word. We have a whole book. Right. And and th- that's what we're trying. To, we're saying it's acceptable to say that sodomy is an abomination. It's acceptable to say that killing the unborn is murder. Right. It, it's acceptable to say what God says because God said it. Yeah. Right. And, and, God, and it's, it's, it's acceptable to go after those things the way 
God says it the way Jesus does it, right. the way mm-hmm. Paul does mm-hmm. it. Right. And people say, well, you're not Jesus, pal. You're, you're, not, you're not Jesus. You're not Paul. <laughs> right. Well, okay. But who am I supposed to imitate? Right. right. Yeah. I, right. I accept that I cannot be as exquisitely sarcastic and perfectly sarcastic <laughs> as, 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 as Jesus, Jesus was. As Jesus, yeah. But I should try. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Amen. Paul says, follow my example as I follow Christ. Right. Be like me as I am like Christ. Will you stay around for another segment? Because this was too yeah. short for me. Yeah. And we haven't talked about all my problems yet, so That's I really right. would like to. That's right. All right, right. so I'm sorry. This is you're for gonna, a TV this, audience. TV audience, yeah. you're going to miss it, but you can find yeah. the rest of this show at crosspolitic.com. And if you're streaming on Facebook, you're about to really enjoy the next 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> if you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. If you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. No time constraints no, now. Yeah, no, no time now, constraints. Now. And so right. I'm just, I'm not even going to play. I just want to, we can just keep going okay. from where we, where yeah. we were. Um, I just want to jump in. So have you been, um, <laughs> Have you been following what's going on inside the Baptist Convention at all? Why? Yes. Have you? Uh, no. <laughs> um, maybe a little bit. Uh, I'm trying to start some fires over there uh, with Tom Askell and Jared Longshore. Oh, um, gonna, but I want to ask happen. you, the, the, out of the things that you're writing in No Court November, have, did you have any targets over there at all? Um, actually, my next um, post later this week is going to be a a comment color commentary walkthrough of resolution number nine that oh really that the southern baptists adopted please do i want to hear can we get a tease i mean i guess yeah well um so basically resolution number nine was the resolution that said critical race theory um and intersectionality are simply analytic tools that christians can use um to to uh, help them be better Christians and better. Um, Hopefully, to preach the gospel better, preach the gospel yeah. and elevate Christ and do yeah, all yeah. Uh, do all the Jesus stuff. And it's just an analytic tool, like taking a dictionary down and looking up a word, or mm-hmm. you know, there's secular learning that helps you, yeah, preach like, Christ and so, subordinate and to the gospel. And to the Bible, the, yeah. So, the, so technically, they said basically this is just an analytic tool, and we're commending, um, we're commending this tool to Southern Baptists. To use right, and that was uh, not only a camel's note, uh, camel's nose under the edge of the tent, but it was a particularly ugly camel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Redheaded stepchild kind of camel. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. So, so, I was there watching that. That was amazing. It, it was really bad. And the and here there are several uh, things about it. Um, critical race theory is it says that. That relationships are all about power differentials. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, right. So everything is reduced to power, mm-hmm. and which is a, a a materialistic conception of the right. of the world. Right. The, the, the world. That's how Marx thought about the world. Mm-hmm. That's not how Christians think about the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Their power, uh, power, and the abuse of power is an element in the world. But so is love. So is loyalty. So is affection. Right. So you yeah. know, there's all sorts of other right uh, factors. So power, power differentials. Um, Basically, if you want to look at society and say uh, white America has got the power and black America doesn't mm-hmm. have the power. Which is exactly how this story is being told. All right. Which is how the yep. story is being told. But when I look at uh, the the men who are were making the motion up on the stage. Yeah. Um, Curtis Woods. Uh, Curtis Woods, black man who has way more power than I do. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, he's, he's leading Kentucky. I think he, he's one of the second in charge of Kentucky Southern Baptist yeah. he, uh, Convention. Right. So Kentucky he's Convention. he's far more influential, far more better placed. Right. Um, well, so, and a lot of this movement grew under Barack Obama, right? He's president. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I'm dealing with a gr- so um, a number of years ago, I heard um, oh, uh, Crawford Luritz, yeah, um, mm-hmm. speak at Desiring God. Yeah. Um, Brian Luritz's dad. And he was talking about what it was like in the segregated South when he was when he was growing up, and how a black family traveling across um, across the country would have to not not just gauge the distance distances between gas stations, but uh, and hotels, yeah. but what hotels would take you, right? And, right. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. and additional uh, factors. And additional I, I'm still picky about which places I stay in when I travel across the country. <laughs> well, Just for the record, but aren't we all? <laughs> I am too. Yeah. But for the same reason, the Ritz would say, yeah, yeah. But he told he told the story about uh, genuine bigotry, sort of out there yeah. on the surface, yeah, yeah, smelly yeah. bigot, genuine bigotry, and he told it with grace and forgiveness, and uh, it, it was just a wonderful testimony. Of, yeah. And then his son, Brian Loritz, who grew up in a country nothing like what his father grew up in. Yeah. Um, I probably couldn't get into the whatever country club Brian Loritz, you know, yeah. can go to. Uh, so, <laughs> so, right. So the, the point is that he's, he's in a privileged position that his father wasn't uh, right. in, but he's far more ticked off, uh-huh. right? Far more aggrieved, uh-huh. far more, um, through proxy, uh, huh? uh, up, upset because of what happened to my, parents and grandparents mm. well it's like um it's like c.s lewis in the pilgrim's regress where he, he runs into the pilgrim runs into a group called the clevers and they're disillusioned because they because of the war and the war drove all our ideals out, out away from us and we lost our all our ideals in the mud and the blood and the suffering and pilgrim says the pilgrim says but it was your fathers who were in the war yeah and they all came back from the war and settled down and lived ordinary lives. Why are you disillusioned? Yeah. Right. You know, why? Why is this? And it's, it's because it's because um, this uh, power differential is being viewed through the eyes of envy. Hmm. Okay. And be, and envy is not being tagged as the sin that it is, that the sin right. that it actually is in this. So the um, the critical race theory, and here's the the big problem with it, is if you say. It's all a matter of power, and if you're powerless, then Jesus is on your side. Yeah. If, if you yeah. just say that's if, James Cone. Uh, yeah. Right. If if you're powerless, and I'd say so, Jesus is on the side of the editors of Neo Confederate newsletters. Right. Right. Uh, right. 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 Ne- Neo Confederate newsletters are re- edited by the powerless. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> They've got right. nothing. They've got nothing. They're running yeah. their own independent republic out of a trailer park in Houston. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So, all right, yeah. so there's nothing. Yeah. There's nobody more marginalized right. than right. the editor of a neo Confederate newsletter. Yeah. The, the but, true blue racist. A, a true blue racist. Right. He's marginalized. Yeah. Was well, Jesus on the side of the powerless? Right. So, so then yeah. let me push back on that a little bit because I think they would say is like, but and this is critical theory. Whiteness itself has all the power because the structures have been designed to support and give a handout to people who are white because that they had all the power. So they created a system that supports them. So even those guys who you would say be marginalized, if they're white, they are inheritors of the system. And because of just from being white, Wait. so they're benefiting in ways, even though they would be marginalized in now number. They, these people, at least in the SBC, the people who are talking about this are saying, it's not a matter of biology. When we talk about whiteness, we're not talking about biology, but actual they, pigment. Yes, and they, color. They, but they talk out of both sides of the mouth. Well, I, well, I, yeah. know, I know that too. <laughs> right. 
but but let me just take that one statement at face value. Yeah, I would say that means if you're not talking about biology, that means that if the power structure is white, and these gents are in the power structure, then they're white. Right? Yeah. Is Barack right. Obama white? Uh, is yeah? Is he white? Right. Well, he he's as uh, as enmeshed in the power structure as you could possibly be, and there are any number of people that are. Harvard grads, Ivy League grads right. that are running foundations, they're part of the power structure. Right. And I'm not po- part of the power structure. Now, if it's not a matter of biology, then they're white and I'm black. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Because right. yeah. you can right. identify that way now these days. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, if I want to. Yeah. Just turn it right, right to Dulazel. Right. 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 You can't. Right. Right. You can't. Right. A man can be a woman, yeah. but a white man cannot be a black man. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so the, um, the thing is, and here's the other problem. It's, it's a similar problem to the old class struggle with the traditional Marxists and the Marxism that crept into the church. If mammon is inherently corrupting, if I'm, if I'm compromised and corrupt simply because I'm well off, right? Mm-hmm. Then why would I give it to anybody else? It's like saying you're a right. cancerous, you're a cancer ridden, Excuse, poor excuse for a human being. You need to share that cancer. Right. Yeah. Well, wait, wait. Yeah, is powers. A, yeah, that's a good point. Is yeah. this a good? Th- what are we going to do? If if power's we, bad. Why? If the revolution yeah. succeeds, right? If we actually empower, if we the empower, powerless. if we empower the powerless, then aren't we making them wicked? We're making them all white. Mm. Right. We're making them all white. <laughs> Which once again is like that's a horrible concept. Like you know what I mean? Like oh, I know it's <laughs> terrible. Yeah. yeah. There's so, no fix. So why is it that this is gaining inside the Southern Baptist Convention, and why does it seem like? I guess there's two questions. Why is it gaining inside of the Southern Baptist Convention? This should have never appeared. I mean, thinking about how it came in, I heard Tom Maskell talk about this. The resolution came from a guy who was completely 180 degrees opposed to the idea of what they presented in his name. Mm-hmm. Right? And so he's not, he yeah. wasn't supporting this. It got rewritten. It got in the gutted. committee. It got gutted and rewritten with his name on it. Mm-hmm. From, and the committee presented it. Oops. Right. And so, and so when, if you, you know, if you want to give everybody the praise, then you got to also give them the, the, this is a down. So I, again, I know that they can do that. Right. But why is, why is this being ushered up and then offered in front? Um, I think I, I wrote a piece, not in November, uh, but some time ago where, um, I believe that the Achilles heel for Presbyterians, the PCA mm. is sex, yeah. revoice sex. And I think the Achilles heel for the Southern Baptists is race. And that is in part because there's an easy narrative to spin because the Southern Southern, um, all of the spokesmen for the Southern Baptist convention have the kind of accent you could spread on a piece of bread with a table knife. (laughs) (laughs) Howdy y'all. So there's real, there's real sins in the past. There's, there's genuine sins in the past. And there is a historic link between right. those sins that happened in the past and this denomination. Right. Uh-huh. Like, like Southern Seminary Board had the founders who well, the seminary, slaves the, or stuff, and, stuff and, like and the that. Southern Baptist Convention was yeah. started right. um, on, on racist. It, it, was, it, was, it was started in, in all as part of that complex um, series of political events that led to the Civil War. Right. And race was right in the middle of it. And mm-hmm. I, I was baptized in the Southern Baptist Church. I grew up in the Southern Baptist Church. I grew up in a southern city. Um, it was Annapolis, Maryland. So the Mason-Dixon line is the northern right. border of Maryland. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, and I, no, I, sorry, okay. <laughs> but keep going, keep going. <laughs> Texas, is you can it. try to claim it, but <laughs> no. yeah. Yeah. You, you, then you stop calling it Dixie. <laughs> you want to go to war? We could go to war. I'm for real. 
So, um, yeah, yeah. So uh, when I was a kid, basically the schools in Annapolis were segregated. Yeah. When, I, when I started going to school, yeah. the schools were segregated. Right. Uh-huh. I went to a Southern Baptist church in a Southern style city that Annapolis was at the time. It's now Maryland is now a blue state, but right. when I was a kid, it was not. Um, it was not that. It was not in the, those categories. And I I grew up in a segregated city. I went to segregated schools, and I went to a Southern Baptist church that was all white, and there was lots of black people in town. Right? Yeah, right. So ba- basically, that's within living memory of. Oh, okay. And and there was a restaurant in the, the town that would sell food to blacks, but they couldn't sit down and eat it right. in the restaurant. Yeah. They had to go outside and sit on the curb and eat it. Yeah. So it, it, in in my lifetime, in yeah. my town. You remember it. Yep. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, I remember yeah. how our family uh, interacted with it. I remember all of that stuff. And the the thing that – so I think that there are many – people in the Southern Baptist Convention. That can also remember. That can also remember it. That that weighs on them. And then someone comes and starts telling them lies, like, you ought to feel bad. And I do. I do. But there's a difference between the conviction of the Holy Spirit and the condemnation of the devil. Right. Reconciliation cannot happen unless there's the removal of condemnation, not the heaping up of condemnation. And critical race theory is just going to provoke people Finally, white America, particularly white Southerners, had a bad conscience about the whole thing, mm-hmm. right? Back, yep. in the, back in the 50s and 60s, they had a bad conscience about the whole thing. Yep. And the reason the civil rights movement made the, the gains that it did as rapidly as it did is because, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 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 Martin Luther King's, I had a dream that people will be judged by the content of their character sure. and not the color of their skin. And I think... Basically, bigoted America at that point capitulated in principle. Yeah, you're right. Let's try to be colorblind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now we've gotten to the point where if someone says, well, I'm colorblind. I've worked very hard at being colorblind. <laughs> well, that shows how deeply and profoundly racist you are. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> okay. Somebody changed the rules. And yeah. what what's happened is this, uh, the people who have betrayed, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to lift up. Martin Luther King is a paragon of virtue because he personally wasn't. Right. But that vision that he articulated was a biblical. That he had some things right. That snippet right there yeah, was, right. A, was a biblical vision. Right. Yep. And it resonated for that reason. And now, because the heirs of King's civil rights movement, the uh, Black Lives Matter and the Black Power, the Malcolm X, the Black Power, all of that stuff has gotten to the point where, where the vision is betrayed and inverted. And whites are being told you're racist no matter what you do. Yeah, yeah, you're born. Yeah, born that way. You're born that way. When you're breathing, when you're walking, you're you're just racist no matter what you do. And then people are concluding, well, if I'm going to be hanged for a thief, I might as well steal something. Uh, um, (laughs) But but you think they're going that way as far as like where where, did the alt right come from? Right, right. Where does the alt right come from after after a generation of Mm. sustained? Huxtable propaganda, yeah. Yeah. right? Right. You know, yeah. um, but Southern Baptists though they're not they're acting the other way though, aren't they? Well, no. Some of them, uh, they're they're people who are capitulating, going along with it because they think that's the future. But you cannot put your thumb on the scale permanently and and not expect a revolt or a, yeah. or a blowback. Uh-oh. And that so yeah. basically, um, the leadership of the Southern Baptist Convention is running the show along uh, approved progressive lines. 
The vast mm. bulk of Southern Baptists individually put Trump in office. Right. That's okay. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So, so they're, the, they're the and the so, so it's just a matter of time for that to swing all the way out. You're oh, saying, yeah. and you get the alt right in the Southern Baptist Convention as right. as, a, as a. You already see that right. happening with First Baptist Church Naples. Is that right? The, yeah. Well, you have a guy who I don't know if you guys are familiar with this incident already. The a guy, a black guy, oh, comes in to in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. It's black Naples. guy comes in to uh, basically interview for the pastor job. You have to have 85 votes to get it. Um, he only got 80. Some of the members were concerned that uh, he has left tendencies, yeah. and rightly so, since right. his Facebook page does that. Um, and they were put in church discipline and kicked out of the church. And that because they, they're and racist. Call, and called racist. And called yeah. racist for not the voting for the black because candidate. that was the only reason that he didn't get in was because of racism, which, well, if you what do you, they're already, yeah, yeah, keep that up. Yeah. Keep that up. And you're going to have people say, well. Fine. I guess racism is inescapable, right? And I might as well embrace it. Well, you have and, and you have Ta-Nehisi Coates on the far left already doing this. Basically, right. he, he just says he just says, "No, you're racist. You're white. You're racist." Yeah, yeah. Like it's just uh, because boom. of the, the power structure systems. There. And yeah. and actually, and, and just not Ta-Nehisi Coates on the left and the people on the right. You also have Southern Baptist leaders who right. are saying they are a racist. So you got Matt well, Hall, yeah. um, who's publicly saying that, and then you have Matt Chandler, who's just embracing the idea of white privilege. Which right. he, he's only a matter of time before that eventually develops into like, yeah, I embrace the. Right. If you say you embrace the system because the system works for you, that you're embracing an inherently racist system. So right. he's he's saying it indirectly. The other the other area so, I, I see this in is you're talking about where we're vulnerable, and it's you're, you're saying basically it's wherever we have guilt. Right. And the other place I'm seeing a lot of this in is is the whole like Me Too movement mm-hmm. and abuse. Right. Uh, has abuse happened in the church? Yes. Yes. Have children been abused in the church? Yes. Have yes. pastors abused their power in the church? Yes. I mean, so we know that. And so I think people, again, another vulnerability, and maybe both sides, maybe PCA and SBC right. on that count. Right. And, 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 the, and, the, and then what happens is with the guilt comes the hooks. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Correct. And so, and, and what happens is in a lot of these things with the racism, uh, maybe with, um, you know, even the homosexuality, um, issue uh, coming. and the abuse stuff is uh, oftentimes you have the first the premise is true enough right that bad things have happened sins have occurred crimes have occurred yeah and, and here's the but, and, and, but then what happens is rather than turning to the gospel and the bible you end up with statist and other sorts another of standard false false gospel so, yeah. so here's the thing um paul, the apostle paul was a per- persecutor of the church he's he describes himself yeah. As an insolent man, a blasphemer, right. he would arrest Christians and try to force them to blaspheme. Right. He says when they were put to death, I voted against them. Right. I, I wanted them put to death. And so there's a transformation on the Damascus Road. And I want you to imagine being a widow right. in a Christian church in Judea. Right. And you have to go listen to Paul preach. Right. And your husband is dead. Because of him. Because of him. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So the man who's preaching, the man right. who's bringing the message of the word of right. God your husband's dead right or he might still be in prison or you know yeah. The, yeah, yeah. so yeah. what is the what does the power of grace do what what is so when preachers of the gospel fan out across the world right. preaching sovereign grace preaching free grace right. preaching forgiveness of sin it's not we're not preaching forgiveness for having cheated at bridge um right we're we're preaching free forgiveness in Christ for real evil for real evil genuine yeah. evil Amen. right right and uh, it's the it's the mentality that caused Lou Zamperini to go back to hunt down the guards who mistreated him in prison camp yeah. in yep. Japan right or Kent Cora Ten Boom doing the same thing she was going back to confront and forgive 
real evil, right? Or genuine yeah. evil, right? And so, uh, and the same thing is America is up to its neck in blood. Sixty million abortion uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. aborted babies. Yeah, we are uh, flaunting our uh, our homosexuality with a burgafell and everything else. Yeah, we are depraved. We're right. we're a genuine royal mess, and the only thing that can cut through all that. Right. Is free grace, right. and right. and so consequently, preachers of free grace are going to be targeted. Right. They're, they're going to be well. Right. You're a racist, or you're yep. you you love pedophiles, it, or you you know whatever. It strikes me that and and what they all say is no. I mean, they would absolutely object to Paul preaching to that widow mm-hmm. or to the woman whose husband. They would absolutely reject. They would absolutely object. All the wokeness right. would say no, Paul. You cannot come here because of what you've done. And it's and, and it's going to send all the wrong messages, and no one's going to. But the thing that God did in that was to s- display His grace. Right. He yeah. said, "No, watch this. I'm going to take the one who did so much harm, right. and I'm going to transform him, and I'm going right. to make him a vessel of the gospel." And it was a real blessing to that widow. To that widow to yeah. hear that. And yeah. that's the thing is, and so when when the when the when the black man or, the, or whatever says, "No, we can't have a white man come and preach the gospel here." Or vice versa, or we can't right. have men preach to women, right? Or right. we can't have you know where these har- these horrible things have happened. What we are saying is we will not have the gospel here, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that's why this is a gospel issue, exactly. But yeah, okay. So I get the Paul example. Um, Paul Paul does all these atrocious things, becomes a Christian, and the widow, um, and he should be able to preach the gospel there in that moment. Um, but what about pastors like Lake Duncan, who for thirty years said, you know, I had these blind spots. And and now they're accepted, and all uh, you know, Big Eva it brings in Lig Duncan even further into their fold because he's had blind spots for thirty years. And that kind of scenario, I'd be like, well, if you've been a racist for thirty years, you've had blind spots as a pastor and a theolo- theologian at a, at a seminary, then you should step down. So I I read I read his forward to um, Eric Eric, Eric uh, Mason's uh, yep. book Woke Church, yeah. and I read part of the book. But I can tell you, have, with him having written that forward to that book, he still got blind spots. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's still not. Well, he, he did. He, he, pre- he did a message at, together for the gospel or, or TGC. Was it MLK fifty? It might have been MLK fifty, where he said in the pulpit, he said, "Brothers, he, he got tears in his eyes. Said I've, I've had blind spots for thirty years on this on racism. And, and right. what are the what are the blind spots he still has? Well, the blind spots that he still has is he thinks that woke is going to wake anything up." Right. All it's going to, uh, all that, all yeah. that woke the woke movement is going to do is breed resentment because there's no forgiveness of sin there. Right. Mm-hmm. So you cannot reconcile Jew and Greek, male and female, slave free, mm-hmm. black and white. You cannot reconcile them unless both the black man and the white man man are absolutely convinced that something bigger than both of them is in the room. Amen. And yep. that thing has to be the cross. Right. It's got to be. Grace greater than all my sin. Right. Yeah. Right. You can't right. sin. You can't sin more than Jesus bled. I think. Mm. I think one of the undertone issues in all this. You t- we were talking about the overtone. Uh, the over. Overton. Overton window. Overton. Overton window. Um, where uh, and I asked you the question. You know why? Why is the Overton window kind of gone the direction it's gone? And, and we kind of were talking about how pastors have been kind of one of the problems. They haven't. Mm-hmm. They haven't been stretching or moving the Overton window where it should be. Uh, and I think underlying all that is um, the, one of the reasons why pastors don't speak out in culture is because there's some sort of weak link in their lives already, mm-hmm. some sort of sin in their lives already. It's like, you know, Harvey Weinstein, one minute he's 
he's the poster child for supporting the Me Too movement. And next minute, he gets Me Too'd. <laughs> right, right. And and a lot of pastors are afraid if they come out and start speaking publicly against these issues that there's a skeleton in the closet that's going to come out. Yeah, it's it's like people trying to smuggle something through uh, TSA. They've got something contraband in their suitcase, mm-hmm. and they're standing in line, and their left eye starts to twitch. But well, why? <laughs> why is that? Because they know they've got something there. Right. And, and so, so you're really going to go up against the principalities and powers, are you? Right. Uh, do you think they've got ways of getting to your browser history? Right. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. And, and so, all of this comes back to to be you. You can't preach a gospel that you haven't actually allowed to deal with all your sin. Right. You, you can't. Yeah, right. You can't deal with other people's sin. You can't stand up in a pulpit and proclaim um, Christ crucified for all that evil if he hasn't actually dealt with the evil in your own heart, your own browser history. Yeah. Your own family, your own marriage, your own your own children, and and I think that's why that's the di- difference though is I think um, the the guilt that's felt is not actually getting and then what they're what they end up preaching what what what, uh, what I think ends up getting pre- preached in a in a lig Duncan woke sort of fashion is is what you get you get a mention of gospel you get mention of the cross certainly in a lot of places but then what you end up with though is ultimately um, is a bowing down to a cowering beneath the the woke narrative yeah. right. rather than this this unleashed boldness which is what you get with paul right I mean, paul had every reason to cower and 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 he doesn't yeah. he he acknowledges the shamefulness of it he you know here and there acknowledges i was a persecutor i wasn't you know i, I was, was a center t- yeah, you know yeah. but he did that in order to make an example of me so that all the who would come to believe would yeah. know that Dude, if he can save me, he can save you. Yeah. And he and he even goes, he has the audacity in First Corinthians fifteen to say, and I've now worked even harder and done more than all the other apostles combined. Yeah. And, and, it, the, and the churches in Judea who heard about me rejoiced. Exactly. So the, if if we don't have a place for that, then we don't we don't understand the gospel. Right. It, it's boldness about proclaiming freedom, right. not 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 more, uh, you know, cowering. Yeah, feel worse. But I think that a lot of people feel like they're doing that. I just got done watching. Um, everybody's grandstanding right now because I think that they know that this it's about to hit the fan. And what's amazing is watching the leaders right now, especially in Southern Baptist Convention, who are all checking off the boxes of inerrancy, all checking off the boxes of Bible, Go- gospel, gospel, yeah, Jesus, right. blah blah blah. Right? They're all <laughs> right. checking off the boxes to do that. And so what we're, makes we're us, not liberal? We're not. We're liberal, not we're liberal. Not liberal. And, and so in one sense, we all have the. We're all passing the test, right? All we're theoretically there. So in this fight, um, with that, I think is about to happen. How do you engage this? And I, I know preaching the gospel, I'm, I'm with that. But practically, how do you engage this where you can ex- shed light on this? As well as, you know, maybe change some of the hands that are in power. So the issue is not the inerrancy of the Bible. The issue is the authority of the Bible. So you you can't just say, I affirm that the Bible is without error in all that it mm-hmm. says. Yep. So the follow-up question is, okay, great. What does it say? Yeah. Right. What, right. So great. You should what, be doing this now. Does it, does it say that women can preach? Yeah. yeah. Should, it, should slaves obey their masters? Should, yeah. yeah. So should yeah. Beth Moore be preaching? Right. Yes or no? Yeah. I don't care if you check the inerrancy box. Right. If you then say, well, my interpretive grid says that mm, we have to understand the original context. Yes, right. I know. I've heard it before. Yeah. Uh, and it's the so boots on the ground. It's it's authority of Scripture. Yeah. So um, the issue is um, the full inspiration of Scripture and the practical sufficiency of Scripture and authority over everything we say and do. 
So um, in economics, in politics, who you vote for. um, So uh, should you walk through the parking lot of a woke church, right? And you're getting, taking all the license numbers of all the cars in the church parking lot that have an Obama sticker on it or a Bernie sticker. Because because you want to, you're going to bring charges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, what do you mean? That's ridiculous. Are you going to bring charges over a political difference? A political difference? Right. Yeah. No, I'm bringing charges over support for partial birth abortion. Yeah. Right, the authority right. of scripture. Yeah. So yeah. so then our yeah. listening needs to change from not just ticking the box, but actually, how are you walking? What are you doing? And how Correct. are you applying? Because I think that we, especially we hear like, well, they say they're this, they say they're that. It's it's kind of the same that's happened with Karen Swallow probably right now and Tom Askell. How, how many of the yeah. how many of the racists who, um, the old school racists, the old kind of racists, the, the real racists, the, the real racists, <laughs> the bona fide K- racists, KKK racists. Yeah. How yeah. many of them would have affirmed inerrancy of scripture? Yeah. Right. All okay. Of them. Uh, yeah, all yeah. Of them, virtually yeah. all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And who cares? Yeah. <laughs> That's a very good point. Yeah. Okay. So, so this, I think this brings me to, um, I'm, I'm having a hard time trusting Al Mohler and all this. Okay. Because I, I, I see him checking certain boxes that I'm glad he's checking. But at the same time, I don't see him publicly dealing with things that I think he should be publicly dealing with. So I've been in I've been in situations. This is why I do have patience with him. Yeah. Okay. okay. I know um, she chose patience. I just don't point that out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So th- this is why I think that we should wait and see for people in Almolor's position. Um, faithfulness at the top of an organization, a huge organization. Yeah. Um, what the Southern Baptists have? What thirteen million? Fifteen million. Fifteen million. On paper, people. fifteen million. <laughs> <laughs> They're, and they're all going to heaven, right? <laughs> so um, turning things like that is like turning an aircraft carrier around. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be the guy in the back of the tavern yelling at King David because he hasn't fired Joab yet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He he can't fire Joab yet. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right, right there. Um, because there's some sheep that, that need to be brought or along. Or no, because unless Joab, Joab has some dirt on him. Or, or unless Joab's <laughs> Joab the head of the committee and presents critical race theory. Right. Yeah, so so basically you've got um, uh-huh. Abner. Abner is on the other side, and he's a good man, a man of integrity. Joab is on David's side, right. and he's, he's a bad guy. He's, he's a, a bad of, guy. He's, he's a, a bad blood. guy, man of blood, and also very shrewd and yeah. and kind of tricksy. Uh, and David is a man after God's own heart. Okay, when, when you're in a when you're in a position of authority, the president, and you've got your cabinet, and it's a huge operation. Yeah, um, it is awfully hard to keep track of what everybody's doing. And when you, Jesus says, when you go to war, you count your troops. When you yeah, build right. a tower, right. count your money. Yep. Uh, so, so basically, I don't know enough. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I simply don't know enough. To say that Al Mohler is compromised because I don't know all the ins and outs. I know that some of the people who are at at Southern are not doing him any favors. They're not. <laughs> no, the, no, Jarvis no. Williams, let's, yeah. let me put it this way: well, if you were at the convention and your professor presented critical race theory, was the chair of the committee that presented critical race theory, would you go to the mic against critical <clears throat> race theory? Um, that's that's the scenario. Al Mohler didn't. He's, no, the, the, he's, so here's here's the point. Okay. If you go to the mic, you're not. It's it's not that simple, mm-hmm. right? It's not that simple. 
I could go to the mic. I'm just a backbencher. I could go to the mic and say, what's up with that? Right, but, what's but, up with but that? let's say this new San Diego yeah, College, but, and your professor does that. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because in all the institutions I've had, I've been part of, Lugos School and, yeah. and Newston Andrews and so forth, um, there is a biblical, gracious, godly way to deal with problems. Yeah. And an insightful person across the country could easily say, Wilson's not dealing with that problem. But I was, yeah, okay, okay. Uh, right. yeah, right. I was, and I was saying I I saw the inconsistency just like this other guy, um, right. but he's looking at his watch and tapping his foot, yeah. And so just just recently, Matt Hall, the the provost right. at Southern, who said that he was a racist, he's yeah. going to be a racist until the day he dies yep. in the woke sense. He's a woke because <laughs> yeah. right. he benefits from white supremacy. I don't really believe what he said there, but yeah, <laughs> he's a woke. Yeah. He's a woke style that, ra- right. racist. He just I just read yesterday an article that he wrote on mm-hmm. critical race theory that that Al Mohler tweeted out yeah. that it was an ex, it was an excellent article. It was that contradicted everything he said. Sure, but I'm yeah. yeah. <sighs> but okay. I mean I guess with, without even dealing with that happening all of a sudden he writes this article now, it, and so, I have no Yes you ha- yes you do. Um clearly somebody's been doing something. Sure, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I think it's Tom Haskell that's been doing something, well, not well, Al Mueller. Yeah, yeah, but the, this is the this is the issue. I've been in the position where people, I've been in the position yeah. repeatedly where people have judged um, what I was doing based on their timetable, right. and they had one tenth of the information right. about what my restrictions were, what my authority actually is, right. what uh, what my long term relationship with this person is, right. whether I thought I could bring them back. You know, there's all kinds of things. But, but yeah. Doug, you, everybody knows that you're a tyrant and a meanie. Well, you well, here's the deal. I, I, People know that, yes. I, I, I want to jump in a little bit here because I was there at the convention. I've been privy to some of the conversations and watched kind of how Al has operated. And just the Matt Hall thing doesn't suffice in any way to me. I didn't think the article was even really good. I, I, watching Matt Hall operate, he did the Bible, Jesus, God, gospel yeah. check thing. Right. And and Mel Moeller to me is and too, critical race theory must be rejected. And yeah, while the his colleague is presenting it as a head of the committee at the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, no, he, the whatever change of mind or the change of strategy. He, he didn't come out and say that, Resolution Nine was a bad and horrible thing that came in the Southern Baptist Convention. But, but anybody who put two and two together would say, so you oppose Resolution Number Nine? Yeah, but he didn't say that. Well, no, I did. Right, but uh, my point is that why is it that people are why do we shooting at Askell? We need, we need clarity. Well, well especially right now. Yeah. So Tom Askell comes out and, and speaks against Resolution 9. Now, I don't know if, if he was there or not at the convention. I'm assuming he wasn't. Moeller contacts Tom, asks him to speak to it. Doesn't If he could have rallied more people, he could have to speak against mm-hmm. it. He didn't. You know. And so I'm just looking at the whole. now. And Moeller's tweeting Matt Hall because Matt Hall's catching heat. And no. he's protecting in one way or another. I feel like the institution is his best he can. If now, you if you saw the if you saw the Q and A, I'm sure sure you did at MacArthur conference. Yeah. Where, we did a whole show on it. Yeah, yeah. where Mueller was defensive because of Phil Johnson's. Yeah, yeah. He said, yeah. "I'm doing stuff. I'm, I'm doing. I'm, I'm yeah. doing stuff." But but he also it's also interesting to me that he said, "This is my entire life. Right. This is everything I'm doing with my life. My whole life is this way." Now, if you look at the role that Al Mohler played in taking the Southern Baptist Convention away from the liberals, and it's the only denomination where that was successfully done, yeah, um, I'm prepared to honor him 
and be patient with him. I think yeah. I think that he's got some. I, th- I think he's got some places where people some badness burrowed into the woodwork, and he's got a real challenge on his hands. Yeah, to right. get that done. Well, but I believe that if I said if I were to give a talk, for example, on critical race theory and the gospel and da 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 da, I think Al Mohler would genuinely agree with it. It depends on when it was and who it helps him. You see, I, watching him put Tom Askell in a place where the bus can hit him mm-hmm. doesn't make me feel like yeah. he's, he's, he's fighting in the same way or on the same team. Yeah. So far too many times I've seen him put Tom Askell, just recently with the Karen with Swallow Pryor oh. thing, he goes after Danny Aiken for hiring her, right? Mm-hmm. And says she hasn't rejected Revoice. Right. You know, Maybe some of the talks, but she hasn't rejected the mission of Revoice itself. Tom, Tom Askell. Tom right. Askell wrote a letter saying, and said, Danny Aiken, you're head of one of our institutions. We pay for this, right? Why is it that you're hiring somebody like this? And so I think it was Greenway or Allen. One of them posted a tweet at all the, all the major seminaries, right? Um, and said, hey, Danny Aiken. Now, they didn't tag Tom Askell, but we all know. We all know. Y'all ain't funny. Yeah. Uh, Danny Aiken's a man of God. He's an inerrantist. Bible, Jesus, gospel, blah, blah, blah. Right. Checks. And then they all and, go and, and then everybody goes and retweets it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm sitting here saying to myself, like, listen, guys, this is not a theological issue at this point. This is just basic English. Yes or no? Yeah. You know, and I'm and and why is Al Mohler tweeting all the stuff on this side, yeah. but he ain't retweeting none of uh, Askel stuff, right? Mm-hmm. He's not promoting any of that stuff. I'll put it this way: I'm not I'm not saying that Al Mohler has played everything just the way I would have or yeah. that he ought to have. I'm not saying that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm saying. That I believe he's among the angels. I believe he's a good guy. I believe he doesn't like what's happening. Yeah. And I think he's beleaguered and outmaneuvered. Mm. So I think Al Mohler needs prayer. Um, I think it's a David and Joab situation. I don't, I don't think if I go, if I go over to one of David's adversary's side. Yeah. So here's a good example. Um, uh, Ahithophel, the counselor who did go over with Absalom. Yeah. Was Bathsheba's grandfather, I think. Um, mm. So, so uh, oh. grandfather or uncle, or he was related to Bathsheba. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and he went with Absalom for a reason. And he went for, <laughs> he, so basically, he had a reason yeah. Yeah, yeah. To, hate, to hate David. Right, right. Okay. Everybody's got a, people got stories. I, it's yeah. complicated. And it's I complicated. It. I get it. And I get so, it. So, if, if David can be um, given a pass, not, I think it's one of the things that David should have lived in a way where he would have been able to handle Joab. Yeah. Yeah. But as it happened, he had to have Solomon take care of Joab. Yeah. But he wanted Joab taken care of. Right. <laughs> you know, he sincerely wanted that. Yeah. So I, I, I'm willing to give some of the benefit of the doubt, but just watching this play out and noticing that every look, he's at the highest institution basically inside of Southern Baptist Convention. It, it moves, right? So yeah. I think that everybody kind of is playing towards him. Mm-hmm. And I think he has a lot more authority than what we even think or know from what I've been able to see. And so and I, well, he has a, and he has a board and he has a board and yeah. you know what? He has a board, yeah. but if you're going to die on a hill, <laughs> right. right. I would think that that this would be the time to pull out your weapons and say, there's always, Tom. there's always those guys who go charge the hill and die and start, start the whole thing. Right. The, the gospel right. is just like spread because that one guy dies. Right. I, I don't see that from him right now. I'm looking at him from behind the corner with my finger on the trigger. Like, I hope he's, I hope yeah. this is, you know, that's yeah. kind of how I'm feeling. You know, you're one so, of the writers of Rohan hoping that Theoden, uh, 
pulls out a sword, yeah. and he should have pulled out a sword sooner than he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm hoping for. So I'm I'm glad you're there and I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Wilson, thank you so much for joining thank us you. on the Thanks. show. All right. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. If you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast, and and be like Pastor Wilson. Give out more patience. Some, some patience. Some more patience. <laughs> I'm ready to shoot. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>